Welcome to the Redway Runners podcast for the 6th of April. On this week's podcast we talk to Kevin Orchard who tells us about his trip to Spain with the GB Draflin team as a team manager and how things didn't go quite according to plan for him on the trip and what's been happening since then. And we also talk to Katie Tucker who's clean coach Katie about what her running life's like at the moment and how life is for a small business. Then we look ahead to the cross country with Redway Runners and she gives us an update on Need for Speed. But before that we have the news around the club. There's not too much news at the moment. Obviously anybody who hasn't renewed their membership is now expired. So if you can renew go onto your Redway Runners Love Admin account and go to payments and renew. Don't forget, we're having another quiz night this Saturday night at 7.30 on Rebe Runner's Facebook page. That's live, and it's Glenn Dickinson hosting this week. On Friday night, which is Good Friday because it's Easter weekend, we've got a special for you. We've got Redway Runner's got talent, and we've already got eight performances ready to go. Um, we're expecting another three to come in before Friday, but if you're a singer or can do some sort of short performance for us, please get in touch with me and we'd love to get you on our show Friday night. Don't forget at the moment we're putting up daily stretching videos at three o'clock every day and they're from Rachel Sutton um, so they can help with your, your stretching. We now seem to be well into the routine of the current situation and we're getting a bit of a structure in the club with what goes on obviously no group club runs are happening but we're putting up a daily challenge for you on the facebook page and then also during the week on a monday obviously this news podcast goes out for you to have a listen to on tuesday we're trying to get out a runner podcast for you to be able to go to a virtual solo run but don't worry if you can't get around those they'll be available permanently so you could do them at any later date on wednesdays we're putting out the intervals on the club or website hopefully we're going to making that a weekly feature and we're also usually on a wednesday getting out the history lessons with mike king who's very kindly giving them to us on thursday the club weekly email is still going out and we're also posting up the call with the Absleys video so you can get your weekly core fix. Then for the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're doing the virtual medals. So your chance to enter for those each week. Saturday night is quiz night in the club. So half past seven every Saturday night, we do a quiz night. And then also all during the week, we're doing various specials as well as they come along. So, don't forget to keep checking our Facebook page because there's an awful lot going on. Well, that's enough for me. Let's go over and start with the first interview. I'm on the phone today with Kevin Orchard. I've known Kevin for since the beginning of the club. He's one of the original mem- founding members, the original members of Redway Runners, and we've become friends over the year and done an awful lot of park runs over the years together. Um, and since I know Kevin, he's been particularly training over the more recent time, and his training really paid off when he represented Team GB in the Giraffland Championships. But I'm really going to talk to Kevin today and find out a bit more about what happened when he went out to Spain as the team manager for the GB team. So, Kevin, tell us a bit about yourself and um, everything that's happened recently. Thank you, Martin. Yeah, thanks for a nice introduction. 
very honoured to have been a founding member of Redway Runners. I'm 59, and I do think of myself as extremely fit for my age. The reason I'm saying that will become clear in the next few minutes. A year, literally a year ago, I took part in a long-distance duathlon, uh, which was 20-kilometre run, 76-kilometre bike ride, and 10-kilometre run. I managed to come second in my age group. And this time last week, I couldn't even walk up a set of stairs. We'll, we'll talk about that as we progress. Yeah, as Martin said, I've represented the Great Britain Age Group team in duathlon for about five or six years. And I was honoured last year to be asked to be the team manager for the team. Um, and I, I took the your team out to Spain, Punta Umbria in southern Spain, on the 4th of March to the 9th of March for the European Championships. 450 athletes, a couple of hundred supporters. We even had Alistair Brownlee come and race in the GB team in the evening, came third in the elite race. Um, the reason he was there was the week before the International Triathlon Union had abandoned the, the World uh, Triathlon Series in Abu Dhabi because of COVID-19. But Spain and the organisers decided to continue with the championships at 4 to 9 March. Um, and unfortunately, I'm as certain as I can be, that I actually managed to go and get COVID-19 when I was in Spain. I've been very lucky. I, I haven't been able to have a test because tests aren't available for people like myself, and there must be many of us. But I have had access to uh, one of the Team GB doctors over the last two or three weeks. It's been extremely helpful. And Michelle George Barnes, one of our own, has also been very, very helpful to me over the last couple of weeks. Um, she was posting stuff, and I talked to her about symptoms. So I have had uh, some good support. So, yeah, the event was in Spain. It was the perfect storm for catching COVID 19, I'm afraid. Um, thousands of athletes from all around Europe, Italians, French, Spanish, Germans, um, buffet meals, all-inclusive hotel, hundreds of face-to-face -face meetings. I even spent an hour in the medical tent with two Spanish doctors and three Spanish nurses when one of our athletes got taken, taken ill during the race. Didn't see a single precaution. Five days, no gel, no nothing, no notices. It was the perfect storm, so I can't say I'm very surprised that they've now got it badly. Um, got home on the Monday, felt okay. Other Redway Runners members, Stan Oliver was sitting in front of me on the plane, I'd be there okay. Got home, did track with Simon Bilnius on the Wednesday night, felt fantastic. Five days after I got back, got up in the morning and I thought, going to do part run. Oh, no, I'm not. Don't feel too good. Woke up, headache, eyes, feeling tired, just got worse and worse and slept. Only had a couple of the symptoms carried on. This was before the, the lockdown and before the isolation. But by the Sunday night, I realised that I really wasn't very well, so I, I, I basically stopped doing everything. Tuesday, the 17th, day four, everything went off big time. I hope none of you get it. Um, I listened to ET last week, but luckily I didn't get it quite as bad as him, but it was bad. Cough, fever, feeling really, really poorly. On Thursday, which I called day six, uh, lost my sense of, of taste and smell. That was before it had been announced as a symptom. It's horrendous. Two weeks to the day later, I still haven't got it back. It's awful. It's quite amusing at first, but now it's not. I just hope I get it back at some stage in the future. It was awful. It felt like it was playing with me. It was sort of going around the body looking for weakness, pigs, troughs, fevers. It's something I've never experienced anything like before. Just as you started to feel better, it would hit you somewhere else the next day. got really scary on day eight when I was just simply sitting on the sofa in the evening I had a tight chest, I thought that was all the coughing, and suddenly I lost my breath like I'd never done before. And I was really starting to panic. I thought I was, you know, we started to pack bags and think about going to the hospital. Eventually I went to sleep, 
slept for 12 hours. I actually felt a lot better in the morning. And this is a sight if my was in a fight. Um, as I say, I was literally trained up and ready for the two legs 20. I couldn't have been any fitter if I tried, absolutely ready. Couldn't even go upstairs for two days. However, the good news was I slowly, slowly got better. And 15 days later, I've now moved on and I've started to walk and go on various things. There were some major issues. One of the reasons we should all isolate, I'd met my 88-year-old father on day one and other, other relatives. I was scared stiff. I'd given them the symptoms, I, the, 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 the disease. My wife suffered mild symptoms. I started to worry there, but they went really quickly. A number of other athletes, I mean, I was, I've been in consultation with the British Triathlon. A number of other athletes have got it and relatives, but nobody seems to have got it particularly badly. So I would suspect it's not that easy to actually contract it. Um, but, you know, quite a few people have had mild symptoms. And as I say, yeah, we're all waiting for tests. None of us really know if we've had it or not, which is very frustrating. Do you know you've had it or not? So a few things I want now. I want to get my taste smell back. I want a test as quick as I can to know if I've got it, had it, and can move on in my life. And very importantly, I want to start running again. And one of the reasons I've done this is... I want, to, I want to talk about something else that a few of you know about and, and some members of the uh, Redway Runners and Ladies just about to embark on. About a year ago, in 2019, I was asked to take part in something called the Master Athletes Heart Study. It's funded by uh, Cardiac Risk in, in Young, and it was uh, undertaken by the leading sports cardiologist in, in Britain, a lady called Dr. Jenna Parry-Jones. It was a series of tests looking at the effect on the heart of uh, for people over the age of 45 for endurance, sports, running, cycling, um, very, very intense testing, ECG, VO2, CT scans, MRI scans. Um, and it was also part, partly because some of you remember in 2018, there were the deaths of two runners at the end of the Cardiff Half Marathon. One was aged 25, one was aged 32, very fit. And Dr. Uh, Perry Jones was the uh, doctor who was involved the coroner appointed it to look into, into the effect of the heart on running. Um, first, first article has just been published uh, about the study. The good news is I've got a very strong heart. It's done well. Everything was great. She was very pleased. But there was one finding, and I'm telling you this because when I discussed it with her, it's very relevant to what we're discussing today. The quote, there was a small area of scar tissue in the wall of my left ventricle, the pumping chamber. Sounded awful at first, wasn't really sure about it, but we, we sat and discussed it. And she said that sort of 11% of the people on the test had similar scars. She then explained to me that she'd also done a survey on professional footballers in the 20s and 30s. And actually found this particular scarring uh, was quite significant in that group of people. So I asked her, well, how, why is it there? You know, what's caused it? What could it happen in the future? She said that this sort of scar was only just being discovered now because technology was changing and they were able to find more. But in, in the clinical explanation, the best clinical explanation was, um, and, and these, these words have been ringing in my ears for the last three weeks, training or exertion when you have a virus is bad for you and is probably the cause of this, this injury and this scarring. And her words were, so don't run or train when you have flu or a virus. Um, I said, how could this affect me in the future? Well, she got a good answer and said, there's going to be an annual review for, for people like myself and those on the tests, and they will continue to review us and see you know, what happens with our lives and any cardiac episodes or anything. 
So I can't tell anybody what to do, and I wouldn't dream of it. But I certainly won't be running until I'm 100% sure I've got the virus out of my system. And I'm very pleased I didn't run park run that day. So basically, <coughs> um, what next? Well, you know, th- these hard times, we've all got a very good busy autumn to look forward to, haven't we? I think there's a date in uh, there's a there's a date in September when I'm entered in two marathons in the World Championship duathlon at this moment in time. So that'll be an interesting day. As a race, the uh, one of the marathons is in Milne Keynes, and the race duathlons in Amsterdam. So I've got to choose one. Um, I'm very, uh, my, as some of you may know, my daughter Emily's on the Zero to Hero program. Her and other other runners have been working with Porsche and put a lot of effort in. I feel sorry for them that it's been delayed, and I hope they all make it. So. You know, we, we do have things to look forward to. Don't rush back. We've got lots in the autumn. Uh, I intend to continue to walk for the next few days. I've started walking again, and, and I'll probably start running in the next week or so. But there really isn't a rush. Um, so that's my story. Um, hopefully, you'll find it of interest. If anybody's got any questions for me later, no, no problem sending me a message. Um, but, yeah, that, that's where I am, Martin. Wow, you've been through quite an experience, one man and another, really, haven't you? So, um, presumably, the GB um, um, duathlon team's all sort of locked down as well at the moment, are they? Yeah, because we've been to Spain and it became apparent within a few days of getting back that you've been in a high-risk country. Uh, a lot of people were told to isolate and self-isolate. Um, quite a few people there, you know, know people that have got symptoms in Spain, so... Uh, that's now three, four weeks ago when all of this happened. Um, so people are now coming back out and we're starting to see who's got it and who hasn't got it. It's been really interesting, Martin. One of the reasons people don't really talk about much at the moment, because I don't know I've had it yet, officially. Mm. It's a very good guess I have, but, you know, there's a chance it was something else they'll keep telling you. You know, the more symptoms I got, the more I discussed it with the dean, the team doctor, um, as we progressed. The more we were as certain as we could be, it is. But a lot of people aren't. You see, they've had a few few problems, maybe, and they think, well, I haven't had it. It must be a cold or it must be flu. So, you know, I'm hoping that people will start to, to, to sort of come out and be tested when it comes along and see if you did have it. Uh, but, yeah, it's been an interesting time. Um, you know, I've been watching the news very closely to see if Alistair Brownlee went into uh, self-isolation. So I met him on a number of times that weekend to discuss him. And at the end of the elite race, he walked up the road and he must have shaken hands with at least 150 Spanish people and had selfies. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a nervous time for anybody that was there. Yeah, certainly scary times all round. I mean, um, for everybody. Um, I suppose, you know, neither of us are medically qualified or anything. So, I mean, we just keep watching the news to see what's going on. And we almost get new, too much news fix. Um, and you listened to E.T.'s yeah. interview on last week's podcast as well, didn't you? And that was quite yeah, interesting, yeah. wasn't it? He's obviously had quite a severe case having to go into hospital and, use the, you know, be seen to. Yeah, uh, the, the, his, his, his uh, podcast was extremely interesting to me. I mean, there was a lot of similarities. Um, of course, he, one positive that came out of, of his going to hospital was he actually had a test and knows he's had it, which will give you know a different mindset to him. But I think myself and any others who've been ill recently or may be ill in the future, you don't know how long you're going to wait now until you're you're sure you've had it and got antibodies, and you know then you can go on with your life. I mean, I, I just want to go out. And, do things. I, I'm, I'm looking to, you know, to help volunteer and go around do whatever I can, drop things off. Until I know whether I've still got it, could give it to anybody else who's got the antibodies. I can't really do that. No. I'm hoping that this comes quickly. And when it comes, I think we'll all be out running again, 
you know, reasonably soon. Uh, so testing is the key to everything. Yeah. So, so having time at home, has that changed any of your goals at all? Um, have you set any new goals for your training when you come back? Um, not really. No, I, I, I mean, you know, I, it's a bit of a shame, really, because I was had a lot, lots of races planned, and most of them come back up in the autumn. So I, I, I should probably just take, take the rest and start training again in a month or so. Um, and aim to, to, to sort of look at the autumn and do a few marathons, half marathons, maybe some duathlons, and just see, see what's coming along. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I'm starting to relax a bit, if you know what I mean. Not, not training is, it, it's frustrating for a while, but I'm hoping that, you know, also people have asked about age, Martin, a, a bit of a rest sometimes isn't the end of the world. No. Uh, a little bit of a refresher, and so maybe we look at it like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to get out again. I must admit, but it's a bit frustrating. This is a perfect time to go out on your bike now because there's not much traffic around. But of course, I won't do that because you feel very conscious that if you fall off, you're going to end up needing medical attention, which is not the whole idea at the moment. So Boris saying cycling sounds good, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's a great time to go cycling. So you know. Weird times, very strange times. And um, sort of one final thing, as you're the t- the uh, manager for the GB team, some people might be sitting at home at the moment thinking, well, I've had this rest at the moment, I might move into duathlons. Um, any quick tips or advice or how should they progress that? Very much so. First, you come and chat to me. I'm delighted to say Simon Baker had qualified for the Great Britain uh, Aquathlon team, literally just before this started, uh, so they've been around, Stella Lever, myself, Karen Lennox, and this whole part, lots of members have been taking part in this, come and have a chat. Of course, it's all a little bit up in the air because you have to qualify, and a lot of the qualifying races have been cancelled, but plenty of opportunities coming up. Um, lots of different sports, running, biking, swimming, in all sorts of different varieties. Uh, come and have a chat, and let's see if we can get some more railway runners into the you know, Great Britain age group team. It is exciting, it's an honour, it's a challenge, and worth doing we've got jane ritchie who's a double world champion i mean we've got so many people in the club that have taken part and enjoyed it so uh, kevin shepherd's working really hard at the moment and i hope it still is <laughs> um you know i've got my eye on him for the team as well so you know it's it's a time to reflect and maybe look at doing different things in the future thank you martin thanks for letting me do this i mean Redway runners as you know and i'm, I'm involved in the 10-year thing with you as well Redway runners is probably the biggest running club in the world but it's definitely the best so um, yeah, I just want to thank you as well. Keep up the good work. I mean, to me, sitting at home, Railway Runners is a fantastic escape even now from the ever-increasing stuff you see on the television of bad news and the constant repetition of everything. So keep up the good work. Love the quizzes. Um, let's, let's, you know, the club was always meant to be a community and it's become that. So it's a great time for us to stick together. So thank you for everything you're doing on that. No, no, thank you, Kevin. That's very nice of you to say that. Um, I suppose if anyone doesn't know how to get hold of Kevin, if they just drop me an email, obviously contact Kevin directly. If you can't, drop me an email to the club and I'll send it on to Kevin so that he gets that. Well, Kevin, thank you very much and thank you for your time for doing, taking your time to do this for the club. Thank, thank you very you. much, Martin. Thanks Appreciate all. It. Thank you. Hi, I've got Katie Tucker on the line. Katie looks after clean coach Katie and also a Redway Runner, Runners member. So, Katie, in this current climate with everything going on, how's your running going at the moment? Um, it's actually going quite well, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> I'm taking advantage of the extra time that I have to actually get outside and obviously use the uh, exercise token of once a day that we're, we're getting 
to be able to go and exercise. I'm very fortunate as well that I live with James, who's also another Redway runner. So we, I have company. I can understand it's a bit harder for some people that have to go out and do solo runs. But luckily, we're trying to get out most days. Um, I'm sort of running five or six times a week. And then, um, you know, we luck- luckily again have a, a turbo trainer. So I've been sitting on the bike for half an hour um but yeah we're just because we were due to have races we're now sort of like reduced the intensity of our running so we're just taking it a bit easier and um, trying not to go full pelt into training so that we're not fit with no races but we're just trying to enjoy it and just make the most of the time that we've got outdoors as we don't know what's going to happen mm. in the next few weeks so what are you finding new routes or um, sort of concentrating on intervals or what so we're actually exploring um, the new area because um, we live sort of over like Wavendon, Kingston, Monkston Way. So we are sort of just exploring new routes because everyone has like their 5k, their four mile, their 10k loop round near their house. So yeah, it's given us the opportunity to um, explore a little bit more. And we have got a bit of Redway, which is like by a new housing estate. Um, so we have been doing some intervals up there, but we are sort of only doing maybe one interval session a week. Um, however, there is a challenge that um, Clean Coach Katie, um, we're getting everyone involved with, which is a times mile. So anyone else is more than welcome to get involved. So we're doing a times mile at the start of April, so around now, and then we're going to test it again in four weeks' time just to see how um, how like maybe our fitness may have increased by using this extra time. And also the time mile is something that we do in Need for Speed that we'll talk about later. Um, but it's essentially just going out for one mile and just seeing how fast you can go. It's a bit of fun. Um, you record just and then you can try and see if you can beat it again in four weeks. Because the mile, you never normally tend to run that fast. You, everyone sort of does. Everyone knows how far they can do on a 5K at park run or how fast you can go in a half marathon. But one mile is slightly different. So, yeah, we've um, been inviting people to come along and try that out too. Mm, that sounds fabulous. You certainly need to get some um, fun in your running at the moment, don't you? Without help. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you've got a small business. Um, well, sorry, I call it a small business. Um, Clean Coach Katie. And we all know how yes. difficult times are for small businesses at the moment. How's that? Yes. Um, what you're doing with, with Clean Coach Katie at the moment? So it's definitely affected um, the business, essentially. So Clean Coach Katie, I'm a personal trainer and sort of running coach. So there's different elements to Clean Coach Katie. So one of the main part of, parts of the business is like one-to-one coaching. So normally I see clients face-to-face. Obviously, that's had to stop because of the social distancing rules, and I worked out of a gym, so that's now shut. And um, so, unfortunately, I can't one-to-one um, clients anymore. But I do offer classes and online coaching. So the classes we now take have taken online, which is great. Um, so it's, it's nice because everyone can log in and you can say hello at the start of the class. You then turn your sound off, and then I basically do the class. Um, and then people still feel like they're getting their workout, they're still getting involved in that community spirit because that's what it is. People are really missing that interaction of chatting and seeing their friends at classes. So that's on a Wednesday night. So I normally do core classes on a Wednesday night, which is obviously great to benefit runners. So, um, yeah, I've just been doing that. And then also online coaching. I'm still carrying on with some clients because they still want the accountability and the structure um, of their training. Um it's quite easy to go out and do running but sometimes people just want someone just to say okay well today you need to go out and do 60 minutes and take it at an easy pace or maybe you can introduce different um intervals to make it a bit fun at this time so yeah i'm still and as well obviously still supporting all of those clients that um might have had races and now 
don't know what to do with their time. So just trying to offer some different things for clients and maybe do some like home workouts. I've been putting different things on social media just to try and create positivity because that's what we need at this time. Like it's, it's a huge roller coaster of emotions for everyone and it's just trying to keep as upbeat as possible and just to try and promote positive messages and how much exercise can help us. And so, yeah, I'm just basically just try to take everything online as much as I can and then just support all the clients along the way until we're out of this and people can start training again for races. So that sounds fab. So are you still taking new clients on at the moment? Yes, absolutely. Um, I actually signed up a few new clients last week because they just wanted some structure with their routine. Um, I've also launched a platform called The Running Hub. Um, which is an online platform where I'm offering virtual classes online and then we've got a little community again like the Red it's just about building community and support um, and knowledge and help and having that little community feel really helps it so yeah we launched the running hub last week too and that's going really well at the moment just to just to provide people with the support at this time because that's what you want really isn't it you just want pe- good people around you with a good positive attitude yeah so how do people get hold of you do they just search clean coach katie Yes, I'm on like all all platforms, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I've got a website which is cleancoachkatie.com. So yeah, everything's Clean Coach Katie. You can find me on any of those social media platforms. And of course, Katie has a podcast as well. So if you listen to this one, um, try and ha- have a search for Clean Coach Katie's podcast and have a listen to that. Yeah, yeah I didn't even say that. Yeah, it's called The Running Hub. So that's also allowed me to a bit more time to to do the podcast as well and contact more guests so yeah it's, it's having a good impact with the business because I'm also doing stuff that I might not have had time to do before so like um looking at my website one of the jobs that just gets put down the list I now have the time to do that and maybe look at my website and how I can improve that um and things like that no that's fab but you also do some stuff for the club as well don't you um like you do. do the um you look after the ladies um cross-country team for Redway runners so yeah. could you tell us about that and should why people should take get involved yes yeah, so cross-country is can be quite daunting i didn't ever do cross-country as a kid um at school so to me like running through fields and through mud was a bit daunting at first however once I realized how friendly the team were it was great so cross country is essentially um we have we're part of a league called the Chilton League there's five matches and throughout the season they start in October and then there's one match each month in different places around surrounding Milton Keynes um then you run just in a women's race and the courses are all different which is great because there's some that you may have strengths on and some have weaknesses on which you then can build upon so some of them are muddy some of them are a bit hilly you have one with a water jump which actually always turns out to be everyone's favorite so but it's actually a really good good different form of training they are tough but they're also good fun it's good to mix things up and it builds strength um, mentally and physically as a runner so i would encourage everyone to come along like obviously they are competitive but as a club we don't go into it with a really competitive aspect it's about you just wanting to come along take part be part of the team and try and score points if you can yeah they're fabulous aren't they i mean i think they start in september october and all you need to be um, to take part is an england athletics member and wear a club green top so they're available to everybody we'll get information on them um, probably in august time august september out in the club weekly email so anyone take part and it's not just the ladies obviously we're in the men's team but if you're interested either contact me martin or katie for more information later in the year 
yeah and what I love is like you said the men take part but also now we've got the junior team so it's really nice to go along and watch all the different teams take part and encourage so it does feel like you're at a proper race it's free to take part because you don't have to pay anything um you just have to like you say just be a part of the club um so you just have to sign up through one of us and it is just it's a good it's a good day out and I, I would urge as many people to come along it is scary but just like last season we had quite a few people that just came along with a friend they did it together and they were like oh actually this isn't as bad as what I thought it was so yeah definitely try and if you want to come along just encourage a friend to come with you because it might help you out no, certainly. And the other thing you look after for the club is the need for speed. Um, obviously, uh, we're a bit stuck on that at the moment, but what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, so it's a real shame because I love the need for speed course and what it's grown into and especially how much buzz and excitement it generates through the club. Um, just I think its reputation now has built so well and people have seen the results that they can get from it. So, yeah, we were due actually, I think only this week like a couple of days ago to have our meeting to talk about the next course so um maybe we can have a meeting like a virtual meeting in the next few weeks to discuss where we take it but as soon as the club's back and we're doing group runs again then we're definitely going to put another need for speed course so essentially it's a it's a 10-week course and it's just to improve your 5k time so we ask everyone to sort of benchmark themselves and take their current 5k um, park run time and then at the end of the 10 weeks we test it and then again you see how much you you may have improved we introduce people to intervals to drills and to proper warm-ups and cool downs and just see how far they can test themselves and really getting them to understand how far their body may be able to take them in a good way Absolutely fabulous. Okay, thank you very much, Katie. It's great talking to you. Um, but thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, and thank you. No for you. pleasure. So that's all for this week's podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you feel you've got an interview that's worth us putting onto the podcast, I can call you on the phone and we can record the podcast. Just let me know. That's Martin Lawrence. And finally, a few numbers for you. The daily stretching videos are being watched between three and 600 people. The quiz night last Saturday night, it's like 1,100 people watching that. 1,600 people have watched the call with the Absleys. 1,500 people watched our first pub quiz. 3,900 people have watched the video with Tim Miles on the coronavirus with information for the club and 2,600 people watched our Keep Smiling, We'll Meet Again video that we recorded so there's a few numbers. Hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast and do subscribe to us. We're on all the platforms for podcast and we'll have any other news update next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.